welcome to Christian Historical Fiction Talk. I am your host, author Liz Tolsma. I am so glad that you decided to join us for this episode because you know if it's happening in the world of Christian historical fiction, we are going to be talking about it right here. We have an absolutely terrific guest with us today. She is an author that I have been wanting to talk to for a long time, and I'm so glad that we finally got her on. Her book is amazing. It is one of my top picks of 2021 so far, and I'm excited to share all of that with you. Before we get to her, though, just a couple of quick reminders. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. We are so glad to have you along. Be sure that you subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so that you don't miss out on any of the fabulous guests that we have with us, like today's or any of the great topics that we talk about. Also, join the conversation about Christian historical fiction on our social media platforms. Just look up Christian Historical Fiction Talk on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and join us over there as well. And if you would like to find out more about this author and about the book that we're talking about and have a handy link for ordering the book, you can find that at my website, which is liztolsma.com. I'll give you that information again at the end of the chat, but you can find the show notes over at liztolsma.com. Okay, that brings us over to today's guest. She is a native of Massachusetts, started writing in the third grade, but put it aside for a while. And it wasn't until her two small boys were napping that she used that time to revisit her writing. She thought it was a foolish dream, but if you've read any of her books, you know what a talented lady she truly is. She writes, women's fiction combining her love of history and literature to write split-time stories. She is a Carol Award winner, a Christie Award finalist, a Romantic Times top pick, and a Booklist top 10 romance debut author. She loves history. She is a self-proclaimed history nerd, as are most of our guests on this show. She loves running, hiking, baking, and dates with her husband. Please help me welcome to the show today, Heidi Chivaroli. Welcome to the show, Heidi. We're so glad to have you with us today. Thank you so much, Liz. This this should be fun. It's so great to be here. Why don't we just start off with you telling the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. So my name is Heidi Chivaroli, and I live in Massachusetts. I've lived here all my life. I have two sons and I'm a wife. I work very part-time at Walmart Pharmacy, eight hours when I'm not writing. So that's my little outside of the computer time. (laughs) (laughs) And I just love history. I love this area, just exploring, you know, these places that whisper of these historical secrets. And it's where I get all my story ideas and all of that. So, yes. I think that's about it. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I read The Orchard House when it first came out because I was so excited by the premise behind the book that I could not wait. I mean, as soon as it hit shelves, I had it in my possession and I opened it right away and started reading it. I couldn't put it down. Absolutely loved it. For those who aren't... Oh, that's so sweet. (laughs) For those who aren't familiar with The Orchard House, 
why don't you tell us a little bit about the book and about the story? Yeah, sure. So I've always loved Louisa May Alcott and Little Woman. And um, I think going to Orchard House was the first time that my passion for history, like I realized it because, you know, standing in Louisa May Alcott's bedroom and just being the closest person to where she wrote Little Women and, you know, uh, it was just amazing. And I was like, this really happened right here. And right now I'm the closest person to it. And it just gave me goosebumps and it made a big impression on me as far as history, but also the power of story and this amazing woman. So I knew I always wanted to write a story surrounding her. I put it off for a while because I felt like it was kind of a big task. You know, uh, she she's just amazing. And so I've got a couple books under my belt <laughs> and then I decided, OK, I want to do this. And so I was researching everything I could about Louisa May Alcott. I read her biographies and her writings and her journals and her letters. And I read one of her works called Hospital Sketches. And it was her account of her time as a nurse in the Civil War. And I read about her experience nursing a young blacksmith. She called him her Prince of Patience. And his name was John Sewer. And the experience that she had with him was just so tenderly written with so much emotion and feeling. I was, I was completely drawn to it. And it was kind of, there was this romantic feeling to it, but also this protective, almost motherly feeling that she held towards him. And she was actually given the task of telling him that he would, did not have long to live. And so she wrote of this and she wrote about how she held his hand and ushered him into eternity and how it was the greatest thing she could do was to help another person bear in their suffering. And that really jumped out at me and touched my heart. And I thought, you know, I want to kind of continue this story. I know I can't really give them the romance that I we probably all wish they could have had. Yeah, I didn't want to really leave it there. And so I thought it might be interesting to create my own historical heroine, uh, Joanna, and have her be the sister of Luis's Prince of Patience. And these two women developed this friendship. And it's kind of a mentorship, really. And when Joanna finds herself in a difficult marriage later on, Luisa really helps her through it. And so I do write time slip or dual timeline, and that's what the Orchard House is. So it's just a contemporary story told alongside a historical story with this point of connection between. And so that was my historical basis. But I thought I wanted to kind of parallel that with a contemporary friendship. And so we have Taylor at the age of 12. She's in the foster care system, and her best friend, family adopts her and so they are sisters and yet they are friends and there's a lot of complication with that when they grow older victoria who is taylor's friend and sister betrays taylor in a way that taylor feels is unforgivable and she leaves concord massachusetts and goes to california and leaves her family and leaves everything she's ever known and it's not until years later that she comes back when they learn that victoria's mother and also her mother is diagnosed with cancer and this kind of forces them to you know reunite and either work through what they're going to or kind of you know push it under the rug and 
they have this shared bond of writing when they were young. They went to Joe March writing camp at Orchard House, and they love Louisa May Alcott. They both were going to grow up and be famous authors. But all these years later, it's actually Taylor who is the famous author. And Victoria has put that dream aside, although she is the director of Louisa May Alcott's Orchard House. And so they come together in this way and they find a book of poems written by a Joanna. And they kind of are trying to find out this mystery and wade through their own problems as well. So that's kind of the basis of of the story. It was so fascinating the way that you wove in Louisa May Alcott and her story. And Joanna was a historical character, correct? She, uh, so John's sister was named Joanna. And yet I wanted to completely fictionalize my historical heroine, have the freedom to do that. So I didn't try to research into Joanna at all. I started from my own my own imagination with her. It's just fascinating the way that you wove everything together and how it all came together in the end. And I grew up loving Little Women. It was one of the first, you know, grown up, if you want to say it that way, novels that I ever read and absolutely fell in love with the March sisters and wanted to be as good as gold as Beth, but I was probably a little bit more like Joe, honestly. <laughs> right. I understand. <laughs> so other than your love for Louisa May Alcott, why write a story that involves her and her house? Like I said, I was always fascinated with that area. And also Concord is just so rich in that history. But I really wanted to explore kind of these themes that are in Little Women. So we have the themes of sisterhood and friendship, themes of forgiveness and, you know, helping the downtrodden. She was a big advocate for helping the oppressed. And, you know, I really wanted to kind of dive into that and explore some of this domestic abuse that is a big topic in the book. And, you know, I kind of a difficult thing, but I i don't know. It was on my heart. I've never had an experience firsthand with it, but I've known someone who has, and it was really on my heart at this time. So I thought, you know, what would Louisa <laughs> do? What would she say in this situation? And reading her journals and letters, it was quite obvious <laughs> what she would say. And I think many of us could could kind of surmise that. But it was really on my heart to kind of tackle that and kind of bring out those themes of Little Woman as well in the story. So it was a lot of fun. Okay, this is probably an unfair question, but who was your favorite Little Women character? Which of the March sisters is your favorite? Definitely Joe. <laughs> I, I felt like like you that I should be as good as Beth, but Joe was my like real person that I was like, oh, she's so cool. <laughs> like <laughs> she just kind of says what she wants, and she but she understands her flaws, and she has this heart to better herself, and we just love her for it because she's always failing, and she's just so bold and incredibly honest and you know she's a terrific writer (laughs) so that was who I wanted to be (laughs) why do you think Little Women is such an enduring story because it's like 150 years old and yet my daughter read it 
a few years ago when she was in high school, maybe even before that, and, and right. loved it, still loves it. I think the themes that we find there are just completely timeless. And this feeling of sisterhood and friendship and caring for others and this very real sense that we're often falling short. These girls are always, like if you read the book, they're talking about Pilgrim's Progress a lot and they're talking about carrying their burdens and you know how they're often faced with not quite measuring up. And I think even though it's not, you know, really, we don't think of it as a Christian book, the message of the gospel is really there that, you know, we don't measure up and we can't. And I think that really can resonate with us. I know it resonated with me. Also, it tackled the tough, you know, Beth dying. That's like real life stuff. And, um, <laughs> you know, the, I think there's something to be said about really tackling some of that hard stuff and yet finding the beauty in the hard and finding that hope in the end. And I, I think just the way she writes, she just knows humanity. She understands like the human condition and yet she inserts that hope in there. And I, I think that's what captivates us. And I love the historical part of it too. It's just, it's beautiful, you know? Exactly. I agree with you 100%. Now, in The Orchard House, we'll focus on your book now and leave Little Women behind. <laughs> we could talk about Little Women for quite a, quite a long time, but Orchard House was fabulous, too. In Orchard House, you juggle three different time periods instead of just two. What mm. was that like? Was it a real challenge to juggle three different time periods? Yeah, it's so funny because I didn't really, this is kind of sounds silly, but I didn't even really think of it as three different time periods until my editor gave me back the back cover copy and it showed the three different time periods. And I was like, oh yeah, it is. I mean, to me, I was, I was doing two. And then this was just the progression of my contemporary character story. I wanted to show them as young teenagers and I wanted to show their relationship so that we could hopefully, and their relationship with Louisa May Alcott and Little Woman and how enthused they were for writing and Orchard House and all of that. But I thought we could really understand them better as adults if we could kind of look back and see where they came from and what were they, you know, struggling with and what their relationship was like. How would you describe the theme of your book and how did you go about choosing that theme? So I think the biggest theme was definitely forgiveness. We have this, you know, big thing happening between Taylor and Victoria. Also in the historical, Joanna has a lot to forgive, but that doesn't kind of come till later. I think the next biggest theme, if I can have two, <laughs> is this idea of friendship and particularly woman friendship, women coming alongside women. And, you know, really helping them in their suffering and struggles together. So we have Louisa and Joanna. You know, Joanna is going through a difficult time in her marriage. Victoria is going through a difficult time in her marriage as well. And both Taylor and Louisa are the friend that kind of bears with them and helps them along in that. So I think if it's okay to have two, those are the two sure, I Sure, we'll allow you to. <laughs> <laughs> Who did you write this book for? Did you have an audience in mind when you sat down to write it? 
So at first, I definitely started with just women who loved Little Women like I did and loved Louisa May Alcott, but probably didn't know as much about her as we might think. We, I think we often think of her as Jo March, and she definitely was, but there was just so much more to her, you know? She was just bold, and she was so very compassionate. Uh, she, was, she was honest. <laughs> and wise. And so I, I started out writing for just women who loved little women. And it definitely developed into women who were in a situation that was harming. And I wanted to reach out and kind of speak to them and, and speak some type of truth, some type of hope to them. And that became my passion as the story was unfolding. And I realized that Joanna and Victoria were going to be in these harmful relationships. And I thought, you know, what would I say or what message could we give to those women that would encourage? And so I think that audience is definitely probably twofold as well. <laughs> well, you have two different storylines, two different heroines. So will allow you two themes and two different audiences. <laughs> I guess it's just the way my mind works. <laughs> now, is there a character in The Orchard House that you absolutely loved writing? So even though I didn't write in her point of view, it was so much fun to write Louisa's dialogue and the encounters that Joanna had with her or even their letters. I didn't want to pretend like I could write in her point of view or know any of that. That felt like a little too much power for me. <laughs> but, but after reading her journals and her letters, I really felt like I knew her. And so it was really fun to just kind of let her come out on the page after I'd done all my research. And I hope I did her justice. That's my prayer. But it was super fun to just write her. And she's just, the more I researched about her, the more I found out, like she was very sick after being a nurse in the Civil War. She had arthritis. She taught herself how to write with her left hand because her right hand would sometimes just not even work. And she was just amazing. So yeah, she was the one that I think I had most fun writing just because she kind of surprised me coming up on the page like that. And it was fun. And I'll imagine it was a lot of fun getting to research Louisa May Alcott and really getting to delve into who she was and what her life was like. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was actually surprised at the end of reading her journals and letters. I was surprised at how heavy a lot of it was. Like she did have a tough life, particularly at the end. She was in a lot of pain. Uh, she came down with typhoid as a nurse and they treated her with mercury in the hospital and that's why they think that she had all these lifelong problems but I had so much respect for her as well reading through these problems because she never gave up she never you know threw in the towel she was and she wanted to provide for her family and she did that with her writing she just loved her family so much and she had the this heart for the downtrodden so it just made me respect her all the more, even though she did go through so much of this hard stuff. Was there a character that you loved to hate? Because there were some, <laughs> I don't know if you call them villains or not in that yeah. sense of the word, but you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Nate and Will, so Nathan is my historical, I don't know if you want to call him a hero, <laughs> and Will is my contemporary guy. 
So they both have issues, a lot of issues. And I mean, I didn't, what was your question? If I love, if I if like you to love to them? hate them. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think that's the right term. <laughs> love to hate, especially Will. I didn't really know at the beginning what direction the story was going to go in. And I genuinely loved him. And then as things were going along, I'm like, you know, this is sad. This is hard for me. And I wanted to give him some type of little bit of redemption. And yet I wanted it to be believable as well. So I don't want to give any spoilers, but those were definitely my two characters that I love to hate. (laughs) (laughs) What is up next from you? Yeah, I actually am putting out a contemporary series surrounding, it's kind of a contemporary fiction with a little woman twist. It's called the Orchard House Bed and Breakfast series. And so I'm having a lot of fun doing that. And during the pandemic, that was kind of my creative release. I'm toying with my next dual timeline idea, but that's not quite set in stone yet. I'm still kind of doing the research and playing around with that. But I have I have the contemporary story and I'm super excited, but that'll be a little bit in the future. So we'll see, but I'm definitely busy and I'm excited. I I love this writing thing. (laughs) And we love reading whatever it is that you write, whether contemporary or historical or dual timelines. So we're going to be looking forward to the Orchard House Bed and Breakfast. Is that what you called it? Is that what the series is? Yes. Oh, that would be so cool to have a bed and breakfast there. Wow. Can you imagine? (laughs) Right, like author-themed guest rooms and all that. I want to go there. (laughs) Let's do it. (laughs) If listeners would like to connect with you in any way, where can they find you? Uh, The best place is definitely my website. It's HeidiChevroli.com. I'm on Facebook and Instagram. I'm on Twitter too, but Facebook and Instagram I'm more active on. And yeah, I mean, send me a message through my website or through through Facebook or Instagram. I, I love hearing from readers. Do you have any last words for the listeners? Uh, just thank you for reading and listening. And this has been a lot of fun. Thank you, Liz, so much. It's so great to talk with you and share a little bit of uh, <laughs> with somebody who's passionate about writing and history like I am. So this is great. It's been a lot of fun having you and getting to talk to you. We could go on and on for quite some time. I'm sure that we could, but we're about out of time, unfortunately, and we'll have to pick this up another time for sure. Sounds great. Thank you so much, Liz. I can never believe how fast time goes when chatting with these guests. They are all delightful, and Heidi, as you heard, was no exception to that rule by any stretch of the imagination. She's a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. You learned a little bit more about Louisa May Alcott. If you are interested in learning more about Heidi or in learning more about The Orchard House or purchasing a copy for yourself, you can find today's show notes over on my website, which is liztolsma.com. So head over there, just myname.com, and you'll find all this information, including a handy link in order to purchase The Orchard House. If you haven't read it yet, you are really going to want to make sure that you do. It's a fabulous, fabulous book. Our guest next week is Stephanie Lansom. She has a new book out called In a Far Off Land. 
It sounds like it is another fabulous read. And so you are going to want to be sure to be here for that episode. So make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on your favorite platform or following Christian Historical Fiction Talk on social media or both so that you don't miss out on Stephanie's interview or on any of the great guests and topics that we have coming up. As always, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for joining me, and we will see you next time.